Do you drink a lot of tea? This is this is our cold open because it just happened. Do you drink a lot of tea, Isaac? Do I drink a lot of tea? Yeah, this is this is I need to know. Uh I don't know. A fair amount of tea. Not like a lot. Do you do loose leaf or do you do like bags? Or sachets if you're a if you're a fancy lad. Is that, is that what they're called? Sachet. S A T C H E T. Sachet or sachet. Wow. Sachet sounds a little too fancy. Uh mostly the tea bags. Not I feel like I'm getting set up for a joke here. No, this isn't a joke. This is just something that literally just happened and I need to just express my my feelings about what what has just happened in my life. Yes, I'm familiar with drinking tea out of a out of a bag. Do you leave the bag in when you drink it or do you remove it after the five minutes or whatever? Usually leave it in. Yeah, I do too. I think the flavor is better. I uh I was just, you know, steeping my tea bag, sort of moving it around as one does, and checking the, the Zoom participant window so I could see when you when you hopped into the waiting room and your name popped up and it startled me and I dropped the the tag of the tea bag and now the tag is in the uh oh that's fine in the cup and it's fine but something about just the wet paper being in there bugs me and I try really hard to avoid that happening and it happened literally just before we started recording I just needed to get it off my chest this this sadness that I'm feeling we need to be open You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. Literally every morning when I make my coffee, my coffee comes in tea bags, by the way. I use the like, instead of using the instant coffee crystal thingies, I use the the tea bag coffee. You use which these I think tastes- all the time or just out in the, the CIA woods? Just out in the woods. Just, okay. just when I'm on mission. Um, and when you're on mission, what sounds like you're bringing the good word of the Lord to, to the oh. trees. <laughs> no, not, not that kind of mission. The, uh, special operations mm-hmm. kind of mission. Mission impossible kind of thing. I gotcha. Um, I do that every time the whole tea bag and the little piece of paper and the whole string just go into the bottle. It just makes me sad. Like it's, it's not a big deal, but there's just a sadness from it. That, well, here's that the thing. Grips it's me a... every time. It's in a baby Nalgene bottle, like the half-size Nalgene bottle. I've talked about this this program before, but mm-hmm. um, it just goes all in there because I, I don't have really the time or, like, the dexterity to hang it off the side and then screw the lid on and make sure the lid doesn't mess with the little string that's hanging out and just, like, just goes all in. Well, I feel like in a, in a Nalgene kind of situation, right, any, any bottle, the water's going to dip below the uh, the surface line. So if you've got your tag tied into your screwed into your lid eventually the water is going to go beneath the the bag and you're not going to flavor anymore so in that kind of situation it makes sense to have it sort of sitting you know like like a power stone i don't i can't think of a better i was trying to think of something not nerdy at all but you know sitting in the water but with a mug the water you know i guess it's the same principle but usually my tea bags have long enough strings that that's not an issue in a mug this one's a short one this is a, a fancy tea so it's not even a bag. It's like a little triangle, a true sachet. Oh, the triangle tea bags. Yeah, this it's Harney and Sons tea. It's excellent. It's uh, herbal. Those mint. are fancy. Yeah, I got it at a. It's called Pittsburgh Dairy. It's like a fancy farm stand kind of vibe. Nice. Not that interesting to talk about. That's just just tea talk. Well, I relate to your tea troubles, uh, but I don't find them nearly as annoying. I'm glad that you know. That's one less sadness in your life that I, I will continue <laughs> to endure, as we must. There you go. I didn't text you anything on my list this week. No, usually you're pretty list. on top of it. I've texted you a few things, sort of as as they came up over the past two weeks, but I think I only got one of them. <laughs> oh, which one? Uh, I got eye patches. That's it. That's the only one I got, and I got it on a Tuesday. I think I got it Tuesday night. I don't know. Well, that's when I turn my phone back on, so that makes that's sense. That's probably why you got it. The other one I texted you on a Saturday, so maybe it just got lost in the No. Woods. Never received. That's sad. That's okay, though. Uh, Do you have stuff to talk about, or are you just winging it? I have nothing to talk about. Not hey, a single the, thing. No. This is some uh, of our best episodes. I have a couple things to talk about, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess I got one big thing to talk about, and that's pretty much it. Maybe a, maybe a couple things to talk about. I don't know. Let's just roll with it. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. Off the cuff. 
Um, I don't have cuffs. How's your past couple weeks been? They've been good. Uh, it's nice. I don't dislike my job. I wasn't. I don't know if it came across when we recorded. I did not love my old job. Uh, mm-hmm. So I sort of dreaded the weeks, and I still dread like the end of a weekend. But I like you know the work is nice. I like the kids that I work with, I like the people that I work with. So that's been nice. My, they've been very good to me at work. Uh, I'm the only guy who works there, so I think they're sort of eager to keep me happy and keep me working there. They've been like, oh, take take a long break. We know we're scheduled for a half-hour break, but take the hour, Ethan. Why not? I'm not going to say no. So I've been taking hour breaks. I've been, let's see what else has been going on. I went for a couple of hikes this past weekend, which was nice. I say hikes. One of them was a real hike. One of them was half an hour back in the woods by my house. Uh, although it was really pretty. It was in between golden hour and sunset, that, like, 20 minutes where everything was just completely, like, shadowy but also glowing and it was it was cool there were like three different lights or lighting situations within this this woods there was like the daylight side where it was still sunny out and and then there was the the nighttime side where the sun had already set over the hill on the far side of the woods so it was like dark and then sort of on 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 the hill the trees were just glowing and to have all three at once was really really cool uh it was also 80 degrees at 9 p.m yesterday so that wasn't yeah, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, it's too hot. My work is air conditioned technically, but my room is in the very back of the building, and the AC stops working as you go further back. And so I'm just hot all the time. And then when I leave for my lunch break, I leave this hot room, and it's like walking into a refrigerator, and it makes me jealous. What about you? I've just been working and tinkering. What about you? I've been working and tinkering too. Um, I. My one big thing this week is that last week uh, I bought a boat. Yeah. The last off shift I bought a boat, and um, so I've been playing with the boat a lot. Uh, I, out of my six days off, I got on the water five of them. I was in the boat five out of six days this week, uh, which is pretty sweet. Well, really, like six out of seven, because I got out Tuesday night. Anyways, I I got in the boat a lot, and it was great. yesterday was my only rest day and that was because rest day from canoeing that is and that was because the day before i did a uh a 32 mile paddle holy shit um, with my buddy down the jump river uh and that was really fun um that was wild uh it was a long haul i've, I've ran 32 miles and now i've paddled 32 miles you gotta you gotta swim it now i think combine the two swimming 32 miles You'd die. Would be very impressive. You wouldn't die. You wouldn't. You would not feel good. I don't know if I'm sure it's possible. I, I think that I think the level of that being difficult is way higher than the other two. Yeah. Out of running and paddling 32 miles, the paddling was a lot easier, um, although it took a little bit longer. But no, it was great. It was a really long day. We knew that what we were getting ourselves into, and it was like the challenge of it was really exciting. So that was an awesome day. And then today, I just got out on the little reservoir uh, north of town and put the boat in and paddled up the stream and called some friends and talked to them on the phone while I was just floating there. It was great. Um, I've gotten sunburned quite a bit this week. Not intentionally. I've been trying to put on sunscreen, but... Does anyone get intentionally sunburned? I guess I, I used to, but I was a fool. Yeah. Not Only on the arms, though. I got really bad on this, this elbow. Oh, here. Yeah. There's a pretty clear line of, like, I put on sunscreen here. I can see it. And then didn't put on sunscreen here. Oh, burned no. here and on my elbow. And then this one's kind of a similar story. It's faded more, but a line here and burn here. I don't know. That's what it is. Um, it's going to turn into a weird tan, I bet, but that's That's right. the best kind of tan. No burn on the face or on the hands or, like, anything important, I guess. So that's good. I somehow have not been getting sunburned. We uh, we take the kids out every day at work, and we spend half an hour putting sunscreen on all of them. And yeah. it's like a whole ordeal, calling each kid individually, and then they're like squirming and trying to get away. No, just stand still and let me put your sunscreen on you. A lot of them, a lot of them have the spray sunscreen, which is great for speed because you can Dude, just. This sunscreen is the best. Everybody thinks I'm putting on deodorant on my face when I put this sunscreen on, but uh, it's great. And it's Neutrogena, too. So it's good for your skin as well. It is. It's uh, sponsored by nobody, but uh, it's great. Anyways, continue your sunscreen, kids. So the spray. The spray is great because it's speed. You can just spray them, rub it, they're done. 
the cream does not flow across skin as nicely. So it's like more involved and it's, it's the kids take longer and, and you have to like, it, it's a, it's a strategy game deciding which kids you're going to call up first. You call the slower ones first and get them over with or you get through the mass of spray kids and then you go for the cream kids. I don't, the phrase cream kids is not a phrase I enjoyed saying and like, I regret the, the fact end, that I said it. By the it. end of you putting sunscreen all of them is like playtime over. Like, Playtime's over. It's time to go outside. Well, no, it's like the, like I can just imagine oh, that. Yeah, we, our, our, our time outside is done. That has happened yeah. once or twice uh, because we're supposed to do it during nap time and we forget because it's nap time. But no, normally we do it during their like morning indoor play time and that's like one of their stations as they come and they get sunscreen with me. Sunscreen with gotcha. Mr. Ethan. Yay. Uh, nice. but I keep forgetting, I put sunscreen on, on 15 kids a day. I forget to put sunscreen on me every day, Yeah. but I haven't burned yet. Knock on wood. I'm just getting tan, which is fine. I like, I well, enjoy how long a good are you tan. exposed to it? Half an hour at a time. See, yeah, you're fine. When I was spending like six hours a day on the water in the sun. Oh I, yeah, that'll do it. That'll that's do a it. different story. I yeah. did. Speaking of big purchases, I did maybe... I don't want to get up. I'm gonna go get it. It's a, it's a, entertain the listeners for a second. Is it a boat? Did no. Ethan buy a small boat? They just keep. In my closet. I, grab it real quick. I wonder how far away his headphones are working and if he can still hear me. Uh, I think, cause I've got Bluetooth headphones and sometimes they just don't work through walls. I don't know. I'm half expecting him to pull out a bike, maybe. So a book I've, no, much smaller than a bike. Is it a car keys? I have wanted this item for a very long time. But it's always seemed just sort of ridiculously expensive to me. But I had the realization last weekend at an LL Bean that I'm an adult with disposable income. And I can make silly purchases. Not silly. Both but... of those are arguably not true. One's so arguably myself... less true than the other. Oh, it's a chili One of these hat. bad boys, yeah. Nice. I've always wanted one, and and I just never. It doesn't look great with the headphones, but no, it's got. No, that's very weird. It's got these wow. slots in it explicitly for putting your sunglasses in, which I think is a nice, nice. touch. Uh, I I wore it on on one of my adventures this past weekend. Got a couple weird looks because people don't understand fashion. Uh, but I, it's I, a classy I, hat, man. Very excited. I got a, I got compliments on an LOB, and I picked it out, and the guy's like, "That's a good choice. That's a great hat." There you go. Was complimented my mask. It was a Hobbit mask. Uh, so that's nice. my big purchase. Well, that's real sweet, man. I wish it had been a boat. You were, you were, if I just lugged a boat down the hallway, that would have been really fun. Wasn't it like an inflatable kayak or like a paddle or something? Um, I bought a paddle, but I don't have a boat. You know. I had that for <laughs> five years. Uh, that's true. I collected paddles before I collected canoes. Um, turns out they're much easier to make and store and cheaper to buy and all that. Um. That's cool, man. I I'm in the market for a new wide-brimmed hat. My uh my tried and true is getting pretty sad nowadays. Um, uh, I know that hat. It's pretty floppy. It uh it's got some real good sweat stains in the front. Um, so you know it's it's been on it, it's an adventure hat. Yeah, it's got my blood on the inside from where the black oh, flies bite me in the ears. Um, the little <laughs> toggle thing down here is broken, but I can fix it with a new toggle thing. Um, it's just, uh, it's just a great hat, but I, I think it's time has come. The original color of it, I, uh, where's the original color? I, I think it's just insane. It used to be green. It used to be a green hat. Now it's, now it's like Battleship Gray, uh, which is, is crazy. I can't find where the, where the original color was, but, oh, uh, there's something, it's gonna be hard for you to tell anyways, but it was yeah, like. Yeah, it looks I can sort of see the difference, but it's hard to tell over the zoom compression. Yeah. So you you picked a good hat choice, man. I I it's interesting you mentioned the toggle. I toggled it, you know, right to my chin as one would. I I there's I have not felt the the wind sort of blowing sensation where it catches the wind and sort of you you become a kite for a moment before. That was a new sensation for me. When you think your hat's going to like choke you out? Yeah. <laughs> that did happen actually this past summer when I was up at camp and lifeguarding. Uh, it started to rain pretty heavily. This is one of those days where you could watch the rain come down across the lake in sheets, which was cool. But I got a call on the radio and said, "Ethan, can you come to the dock for a second? I have something for you." I wonder, oh, what is this? 
My buddy Trey is waiting on the dock with an umbrella, but it's not an umbrella. It's an umbrella you strap to your head. Yeah. Uh, and it's a hat, so then your hand's free. But the thing is, this thing is like a full-brimmed umbrella, and it, the wind just catches it like crazy. And this is an open lake with a pretty big wind tunnel in a rainstorm. So I was, like, genuinely getting pulled toward the edge of the boat a couple times, getting choked out and, and toppled by the wind in this hat, uh, which was a new experience for me. Kind of delightful, also kind of strange and scary. But that's what life's all about. Delightful, strange, and scary. Yeah. I've uh, become a pretty religious baseball cap wearer. And um, I picked this one up at the thrift store. And I was just turning into hat cast, but I like it. This is my my field hat. Uh, You can barely tell what it says because it's so sweaty and just like uh, caked in grease and and, uh, gnarliness. Uh, But I like it because it's a darker color. So the the dark sweat stains don't turn up as much, but this one, this one gets all the field days in the woods at work. And I've got the nicer hats um, here at home that wear out, you know, grocery shopping or whatever. Yeah. So this is picked up at a thrift store for $2 or whatever, which I think it's ironic because I don't actually own a Winona canoe. Uh, I own a bell canoe. And uh, now I've got the hat that says Winona canoe. So I feel kind of like, sacrilegious wearing it while i'm paddling my canoe because uh it's not a winona but um what are you gonna do i feel like i should go grab my my field hat i don't call it my field hat should i go grab my my camp hat i want to see it okay this is hat cast now welcome this is all we're doing the rest of the episode listeners just looking at different hats just kidding because Uh, my hats are all in my closet and if we're gonna do hat cast you have to tell me now so i can just bring them all out Bring a couple. Let me guess. Okay, what... I'll pick. I'll pick my favorites. If it's that terrible fedora from eighth grade, uh, I'm gonna hang oh, up immediately. I. I really hope that that does not make an appearance. Um, man, that was embarrassing for Ethan. Uh, I never got into the fedoras. We all have things we're not proud of. Yeah, I mean. You know the oof, worst part man. about those that fedora thing is I bought. A uh, a second one, uh, that was red because I bought it for the holidays. Yeah, that that was a mis- yeah. So this is my my uh, field hat. Nice, that's looking greasy. I like it. Yeah, you can see you can see the color fade pretty well here. It used to be a grayish color. Now it's stark white. There's also been so much bug spray that's been sprayed into this hat. That certainly damaged it. I've got pins on it. That was sort of a a thing I decided to try out. This one says, and it's so rusty. Uh, hmm. because it, this hat's been in the lake a lot. It says champ, but it's upside down because originally it was like you put it on your chest and it would point upward, but I put it on my hat and I thought, oh, I, if I'm the champ, it's got to be pointing downward. So it's, I put it on, it's just pointing at me, champ. Huh. This other one says I eat me spinach, uh, which I got. Like this, Popeye. Like Popeye. I got this past summer because it was one of my first days driving the big lifeguard boat and like six sailboats had an emergency that I had to attend to, and it was overwhelming. And my boss said, "You you did the big scary thing. Good job." And gave me it. Uh, I wore nice. I, this. Is, had three summers out, pretty much worn every day for three summers. Again, the color, <laughs> it's yeah, sun baked. It's it's been in lake water over and over and over. Lots of sweat, lots of bug spray. You can't even tell. It says Mount Washington on it. I got it at a way station, uh, Appalachian Mountain Club. Uh, so not. Not a thrift find, but I've been to the top of Mount Washington, so it seemed fitting. Uh, so yeah, that's my uh, that's my hat. Nice. Now we're putting our hats over our headphone, <laughs> which doesn't things. fit. It doesn't really work that way, but yeah, hats are important. Um, I, I've started to run with a baseball cap on, which is cool. Works out. Uh, run with a baseball cap and sunglasses. That's kind of the mode. Recently. I find I get so sweaty when I run, especially in my head for whatever reason, mm-hmm. that it just it would be so uncomfortable to have a hat on. Yeah, I mean the uh, the long hair really, you need something to manage it, and mm-hmm. and the baseball cap is a great tool to do that. Um, what else is uh, what else is on your list besides baseball caps, which wasn't on anybody's list? But we found our way here. That's that's I like the ones we don't have lists because we do end up in situations like this. Well, I mean, reading your uh, your thing this week, I was really curious if you're going to show up to the podcast with an eye patch on, and talk oh. about some really scary uh, story that happened to you, or you got clocked in the eye, or 
something like that. And we can uh, do the eye patch one. Go for it, man. Uh, one of my kids at work, he has to wear an eye patch for parts of the day over his right eye. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't know why. I, but I was doing a sunscreen the other day, and I finally decided, like, why not just ask him? He probably knows. So I asked him, and he said it's it's to help his his other eye get stronger um, because it's a pretty weak eye. And I remembered. And I'd forgotten about this, and I realized I'd never talked about it on the podcast, which is crazy because it's wild what w- the process that happened. Is I had to wear an eye patch for a while when I was little because this eye just didn't work. It was born pretty much not working, so they used to cover this eye with an eye patch in the hopes that this eye would would uh, sort of compensate. And it did a little bit. It's still blurry, and I can't really read with it, but I can see shapes and stuff. But then I remembered the whole process they went through to get my eye to work, and it was not just an eye patch. It was like this mad science uh, when, when, when you got glasses, did you go to the place in our hometown on main street? I remember their waiting room more than I remember a fancy waiting room. Cause they had like a, they had the cool toys in the waiting room, but yeah, I did go over there. They, most of the rooms were upstairs, the, the observation rooms and the glasses rooms, but there was a basement to this building and the basement oh, really? was where the optical therapy happened. You know, that's a haunted basement for sure. Oh, for sure. So I would go down there, and I don't remember all of it because I was very, like three or four when this happened, but they would take like blinking lights and just put them over my eyeball and just try to like blink lights into this eye Whoa. and the hope that would stimulate. They'd put me in a dark room and do that too, so sometimes it would just regular light and sometimes it would be pitch black except for this light on my eye, and it was like probably a special kind of light. Uh, I did the eye patch. There were all sorts of crazy things that they did for years to try and get my eye to work, and it did a little. But like, Dang. what a wild thing that I just like lived through. As I mean, lived through makes it sound like it was it was harrowing. I sat in a room and they shined lights in my eyes, and my mom read stories to me. But it's very strange. Optical therapy sounds like a. It sounds like a little bit like witchcraft. Part of a horror movie or something like. Right. Yeah, that's no good. Hey, hey, young child, put this eye patch on, and we're gonna shine bright lights into your eye. For hours and hours at a time. And I ha- you had to, like, wear the eye patch for certain amounts of time. And, like, I have a real eye patch. Like, not one of the pirate Halloween costume ones. A real eye patch. That's just in my childhood bedroom somewhere. And I should get, because that's a cool thing to have. Um, this kid's eye patch, it's, like, felt. And it's got a dog on it. And it slots onto his glasses. So it doesn't have a strap across his face at all. Just He just wears it. Ah, um, nice. Which is maybe the modern-day eye patch. The, the you know, present-day pirate kind of vibe. Do you know why pirates would wear eye patches? I've heard things that may or may not be true. Is it is it the swapping for uh Yeah, so when they go below deck, they they've got one eye that's adjusted for the dark and they switch their eye patch over so that eye that's been closed off in the dark, mm-hmm. you go below deck and then you um that dark that nighttime adjusted eye can see better below deck. Um I also heard that pirates were just like really bad at uh like cleaning their guns and stuff and like firing their guns it would just like blow powder in their eye and just explode their eye i mean there's no way to know yeah but pirates were smart guys and 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 women there were a lot of fearsome women pirates you know i'm sure that they had reasons for eye patches peg legs you know less less of a functional thing and just maybe they were bad at sword fighting (laughs) they're pretty self-explanatory reason for a peg leg the hook hand however uh Seems like if you're going to replace, and, and, you know, there's historical, people do have hook hands. If you're going to replace your hand with something, a hook seems like maybe not the most useful. Well, it's sharp. Like, I I don't know. You take it off when you sleep and stuff. What if you, like, you have really bad allergies, right? And, like, your eye's itching and you go up to itch it with your hook. Like, that's it. That's why they have the eye patch. Ah, uh, maybe. They got the they got the hook hand first. And then uh, trying to get something out of their eye, they got the eye patch. It all makes sense now. And then and while they, they, was... they were, had, had bad balance now. <laughs> They had bad balance, so they they stubbed their toe on something, and then they got gangrene and had to get their leg amputated, and then they get a peg leg. I love these moments where we both arrive at the same conclusion at the same time, and one of us races to get there before the other one. It reminds me that we had a very similar childhood, went to the same school, and the same school is still we're 18 years old. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Uh, yeah. We are very similar. And now we have recorded evidence. It's not just our own heads. We know. Yeah. Right, we've done. I guess you, you don't have a list, so I, we're just we're just continuing down lists. I don't want to. I feel like I've rambled a lot though about about my life and my my hats and my 
my eye patches and op- optical therapy. So were you going to bring in the eye patch to, to make the kid feel better? No, I couldn't find it. But I, when he told me why he had it, I said, you know, I've, I had the same thing when I was your age. You know, this, mm. that's crazy. I've, I've literally never seen or heard of, I also don't hang out with many like three and four year olds where that would be something they're doing because I don't think they do it yeah. in adults because your eyes are already developed. But I'd never, I, I mean, I, when I was going through it, I didn't know anyone else. I'm sure there were other kids doing it. Uh, sure. But it's like the same eye that he's trying to strengthen as I had. And he's this little kid. He's got short brown hair with glasses. He, he looks a lot like me. Uh, it's, it's kind of fun. He's a goofy kid. Uh, so was I, I guess. Oh, I, I, I kind of do have something. Okay. Um, think, sorry, I, I got distracted by shower thoughts on Twitter, and then it made me think of something else. So you know that Monday nights are my uh, pizza and podcast nights. P&P nights. P&P. It's like the D&D, P&P but it's... P- With yeah. Ethan. Okay. No. Um. <laughs> Anyways, we got pizza and podcasting. And I was thinking about coming back from my canoe trip, my 30-mile paddle yesterday or the other day. Got some got some fast food on the drive home just because I was practical and we were exhausted. We didn't want to cook anything, so we just got some fast food. And then getting fast food again tonight. And I'm thinking, like, oh, that doesn't really feel super good. Fast food, like, two nights a week. Like, I don't know. You know, I, I could do better than that. But um, I was talking to my friend about this, and they were saying that it's it's all the mindset. I mean, fast food isn't good for you physiologically that's all right but if you eat it and you feel guilty then guilt is a form of like resistance like you're you're pushing back against something if you're feeling guilty about it or you're like not actually wanting to do it so you're like stepping back and feeling like you're getting more distant from that thing with guilt and the same goes true with your stomach so if you are eating something you're feeling guilty about it you're like holding back you're like putting distance between yourself and what you're eating and that is leading you to digest things not as well because you're you're holding it you're 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 not letting your body receive it because you're guilty about it so subconsciously when you're guilty and eating fast food you're not digesting it very well but if you full-on let yourself accept it uh you'll digest it better because you're like this is what my body wants right now. This is okay. And then it gets digested and you, you don't feel like crap afterwards. At least that's my hope. That's the theory I'm going to run with tonight and see how it goes. That's that's what I'm thinking about. I I can get on board with that. I don't eat fast food that often, but every once in a while when I'm tired and don't want to cook, you know, as, as most people do when they do it. What do you think of my theory? I, I've never like tested it, but I, don't, I think there's merit to it. Mm-hmm. I try to not feel guilty when I eat it. and I don't usually feel too garbagey afterward. The one thing mm-hmm. I do feel when I eat fast food a lot is remorse. Like fast fast food when you're a kid, it's this big flashy like, oh, this is bad for me and, and this is a special <laughs> occasion. So I'm going to get McDonald's and eat these greasy french fries and it's like a big deal. But now whenever I get as an adult, you know, I'm 22 years old eating McDonald's alone in my apartment watching Netflix. <laughs> like that's a much right. different vibe. So it tastes good, right? Because it's, it's fried and it's oil and it tastes good. But about 15 minutes later... I'm not bettered as a person. If I eat a really good, like, home-cooked meal, that's going to, like, that's my night. I feel great. I just feel empty after I finish McDonald's. That's true. Not in, not, not inside. Obviously, deep, deep down in my stomach, I feel very full and I'm, I'm not feeling great. But in my soul, yeah. I'm empty. Because it didn't fulfill me. It, fulfill, it, was, it was a temporary fulfillment. It was, it, was, it was a wanton, greedy pursuit, not a soulful uh sacred pursuit which yeah which are words i'm sort of using in jest but also that that's sort of in jest <laughs> <laughs> nice one didn't even mean to do that uh so it's it's not the same experience as the fast food i remember as a kid where it was exciting it's just kind of it tastes good for 20 minutes and then i'm done and it's not filling fast food's not filling no right? it's really not it tastes good and it tricks your brain into thinking you're full did you ever uh was it? I don't remember when this was in my life. Anyways, the uh, Soylent. Have you heard of Soylent? Yeah, yes, I've heard of Soylent. <laughs> Ethan nearly spits out his teeth. <laughs> um, it's like a meal replacement yeah. shake that yeah. you can just eat that for your whole life and not, yeah. not like it gets all the nutrients you ever need. And there was some guy that was like, "All right, I'm gonna buy in and do it." And here I go, and all I'm gonna eat is Soylent. So. 
he ended up getting really depressed like a month into it because there's no variety there's no change even even the bad food uh he was starting to miss he's like i want to i want something that tastes bad because it's gonna make this taste good because everything right now just tastes like mush yeah i thought that was really interesting so it's, it's a nice idea right it's like the ultimate sci-fi ideal like we're gonna make the perfect food where you can mm-hmm. just have this one thing and the rest of your day can be productive and it's it's capitalist hell right like oh i see amazon bought 3000 you are has it you, you are taking 2.2 seconds out of your day to eat chug this shake instead you won't need to take a lunch break well i don't even think it's about that i know it's not i'm i'm extrapolating i think it's about like coming home at five o'clock after working all day and be like oh now i gotta take another hour to cook and then six o'clock and then right sun goes down at seven and then it's like well there goes my night i'm gonna be in bed by nine but if you can just drink a shake at five o'clock be done with it in 10 minutes then you have a whole another hour to do what you want to do but cooking is there's there's joy in cooking even even something there are simple things you can make. You can grill a cheese in under 10 minutes. <laughs> but a grilled cheese is not getting you all the nutrients you need. No, so you, you dip it in the Soylent. Instead of tomato <laughs> soup, you have Soylent. Yeah. Problem solved. Have you tried Soylent? No. I'm intrigued by it. I I don't... It's not something I want to put inside me. I, I would be interested in it. I think the idea of eliminating another choice from my life is very interesting. The rations Fair. I get while I'm in the woods are very simple and they're gone to the point that i don't have to think about them anymore it's like all right i know what i'm gonna do with this and how i'm gonna make it and it's gonna be fine and that like choice has been eliminated from my life for that portion of the time and so i kind of want to do that with the rest of my week as well it's a bit overwhelming to go in the grocery store and go to the peanut butter aisle the whole aisle devoted to peanut butter and try to think what type of peanut butter do i want chunky smooth organic non-organic like it's hundreds and hundreds of types of peanut butter. And it's like, uh, this is too much choice for me right now. I want to save my brain power for something that actually matters. Like jelly. Like the, like the jelly aisle. <laughs> or the bread aisle. Oh, God, everything. There is too much of everything. Right? Why can't I just have the one thing? Eliminate that choice from my life, and that's it. And I can save that brain power for something more important. Right. I saw a video recently of, there was this ex-convict, ex-convict, a man was recently released from jail, he was in there for a long time, uh, and he was going to the grocery store for the first time in 14 years, or however long he'd been in prison, and went to the cereal aisle, and like just was overwhelmed by the Cheerios, because there's like 15 (laughs) types of Cheerios, and like, I eat one kind of Cheerio, I I don't branch out with Cheerios, I'm Honey Nut Cheerio all the way, why do we need all these different Cheerios? I don't, even, I don't even know what the other kinds are. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, I guess I do, but you're right. I'm a Honey Nut Cheerios fan as well. I think that's like one of the problems with capitalism is choice becomes overwhelming. Well, you always got to be new and bigger and better. And... You have to vote with your dollar, and, and that's a hard decision to make, but an important one. I don't know. That's what I've been thinking about, choice when it comes to food. I wish I – it is hard to come home and, and cook every day. I just sort of go with easy stuff, which I is not the best for me, but it's easy. Because like, I work eight hours a day. I'm not going to come home and create a feast. Drink a shake of Soylent. Exactly. Maybe I should get into this. Uh, speaking of capitalists, uh, I got this notification. I wish I had saved the headline. It vanished from my phone. Did you see Jeff Bezos going to space? No, I did not see that. He, I guess he has his own spaceship line, his own space company. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's just going to space in a couple of weeks. What? Yeah. Like space space or just up. like low earth? I'm going to pull it up. I'm pulling it up right now. Jeff Bezos. Well, our other money man, uh, Mr. Microsoft. Uh, what's his name? Bill and Melinda Gates broke up. Yeah. I say that like they were like celebrity dating or something. They got a divorce. Apparently, Bill Gates was not the most faithful of husbands. Oh, really? Uh, That's what did it? I guess part of their their marriage contract uh, gave him uh, he he was allowed by the rights of this contract to take a, a vacation up to a woodsy cabin with his ex girlfriend once a year. Uh, so I guess that's, I don't know I don't know anything. Bill, he's a, he's a, a rich capitalist nightmare man. He, you know he's, he's probably a bad dude no matter what. But that's that's the the juice the, the juice the tea. 
the tea. I'm losing it. That's the tea I have on 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 uh, Bill Gates. Ah, oh, Bill, those bills. I don't know. This is not. Uh... I'm just a bill. <laughs> I'm just a bill. Sitting here in the Oval right. Office <laughs> with the secretary. I've pulled up the uh, uh, the Wall Street Journal article yeah, about uh, Mr. Baldhead Bezos going to the moon. Okay. Uh, Mr. Bezos said in an Instagram post Monday that he will be one of the inaugural passengers on Blue Origin's New Shepard spacecraft during its first crewed f- flight scheduled uh, for on Ju- July 20th. Okay, so it's in a month. Uh, Blue Origin and Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic Holdings, Inc. are complete- competing in the emerging market for suborbital travel. I didn't know there was like a market for suborbital travel. It's probably less than, uh, less, more for rich people. Yeah. Uh, after years of delays, the two companies are promising passengers a short joy joyride. Just take a joyride to space, for prices expected to be less than. All right, give me a number. A million dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars. So you still still wow. expensive. So, so wow. if you've just if you've got four hundred thousand bucks laying around and you want to take a joyride to space, uh, Big Daddy Bezos has got the hookup. I think we already talked about this, but I really don't want to do that no but uh jeff bezos says i want to go on this flight because it's a thing i've always wanted to do all my life it's an adventure it's a big deal for me for you and who else though mr bezos like who else is excited about this that's that's the crazy thing like they this article's on multiple news journals as if it affects anyone like cool amazon man's going to space rich dude does rich dude things next great (laughs) Uh, the capsule has room for six people and is fully autonomous. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see, anything else? Mr. Bezos and his brother can expect to travel at three times the speed of sound and experience three times the force of gravity. Uh, so, you know, whatever. Oh, there's, there's criteria. You have to meet these criteria before they let you get on the spaceship. All right. Uh, passengers have to be able to dress in a one-piece flight suit. And must be able to climb the New Shepard's launch tower about seven stories up in under 90 seconds. Holy shit. What? They have to climb seven stories in a spacesuit in under 90 seconds. Is this like going upstairs? No way Jeff Bezos can do that. Jeff Bezos is almost 60 years old. This Probably upstairs. But still, that's seven flights of stairs. Yeah. Why in 90 what? seconds? I don't know. That seems very arbitrary. Huh. Any other odd physical requirements you need? Uh, Well, there's a lottery, so you have to win the lottery like the the spaceship lottery first but it's like a bidding lottery so you bid money to get chances in the lottery uh so if you win the lottery then they make you do the test you know what the most american thing is yeah the states right now they're having a lottery you enter the lottery if you're so mad i'm so mad (laughs) because a lot of it is like if you get vaccinated now you can enter right i did i did the right thing got vaccinated as soon as i was able to (laughs) now everyone else gets the stuff I saw someone tweet, like, it's big, uh, did all the work on a group project energy. Yeah. And I think that's fair. <laughs> and then somebody swings along and takes all the credit. Well, yeah, as long as, if it gets people vaccinated, that's great. I, you know, I, we're, I think we're at about 44% of fully vaccinated people, adults in this country, which is awesome. Uh, wish it were higher. Um, so if it gets them vaccinated, whatever, give them the lottery. <laughs> whatever. I don't even care. Would I love to win it? Yeah. Stick a needle in my arm and give me a million dollars. Great. Sounds amazing. I think it's just the most American thing of like, uh, do that thing. Nah, I don't, I don't really feel like doing that thing. Oh, I'll do money. that thing and maybe win some money? All right, I'll do that okay. thing. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, now it's, the article is devolved. It's We got some SpaceX talking here. Now it's talking about uh, the Challenger explosion. So I think we've lost the Bezos train. All right. I do kind of want to, I do kind of want to pull up the video that Jeff Bezos posted, though. I feel like that might make fun audio. Uh, I just want—I think we should watch it. I think it'd be fun. Oh, that's cute. His profile picture is, is him as a child to nice. humanize him. There you go. Not a robot. A real human child. A real human child. Okay, I'm going to take my headphones off because then you'll be able to hear it. Okay. Can I can. Can you hear me? Okay, the audio is going to be worse now. We're going to but... get copyright strike for this. Of course, he's 
really want you to come with me. Would you? Are you serious? I am. I think it would be meaningful. Wow, they look so similar. my brother there. I wasn't even expecting him to say that he was going to be on the first flight. And then when he asked me to go along, I was just awestruck. Seriously? If you're willing, if you want to. Yeah. What a remarkable opportunity, not only to have this adventure, but to be able to do it with uh, my best friend. I love you. I love you, too. Uh, first human flight. I don't think that's true. No, it's definitely oh, not. Like for Blue Origin. Okay, I see what you're talking about. I don't know. It's a very interesting video, the way they shot it. Like, hey, you see these cameras rolling. They're for no no reason. You want to go to space. Oh, yeah, it sounds great. You got to think when your brother is one of the richest people alive, that if he shows up with a camera crew to come talk to you, there's something going on. You know? Riding their horses and... Weird. It's just very, like... I don't know, the, the way he's dressed in the video and, like, the casual casual $400 vest and, and flannel shirt. Like, oh, I just... I'm just an average guy. Thought I'd go to space. It's just... This man's one of the richest men in the world. You don't have to pretend, Jeff. Yeah. It's like he's trying to be one of the people, but he's he's a dirty capitalist. He's not one of the people. I just saw that, and it, it felt like it would... When I got the notification this morning, it felt very like something we would discuss. What type of notifications are you getting where you're getting the news about Mr. Bezos? Just generic, like, Wall Street Journal news update and other news sources, too. That one just happened to be Wall Street Journal. But it's just whenever there's, like, a, a breaking headline or, or something, it, the highlights huh. also. I don't get news notifications anymore. I, I don't find them, like, useful. And I also think with the way I live my life off the grid for a week, if something's that noteworthy when I come back in a week, it'll still be there. And if it's not that important, right, it people will be talking matter. about it. I agree. I just don't remember how I turned them on. So I don't oh, you can go into your settings and turn them on. You know what I just found out this week how to do is uh, turn the lights on my keyboard on. Oh. That's the most useful thing on a computer ever. I'm trying to watch some, some Netflix at night and you gotta gotta search up the, the Netflix on your laptop. I just figured out how to do it, too. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. I've never used it. I've never, ever used it. You've never, like, write a yeah. paper late at I don't night? Write, I don't... Or, like I said, watch some Netflix at night? And In the dark? dark? Like, no? I would burn my eyeballs what? out. You turn the screen brightness down and put it on sleep mode, but... I never I never have my screen brightness down. I'm all bright all the time. Well, no wonder you're burning your eyeballs out. No wonder you need an eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to do more optical therapy. <laughs> yeah, Why? It's just my own homebrew optical therapy. I don't know. Filmmakers didn't intend for people to watch things with the screen turned down. I just, it's just your battery's got to be trash. Uh, right now, if I go up to my battery, it says I need to service it, but this is an old laptop, so it's not going to be serviceable. So I just don't unplug it. <laughs> what? You'd probably get like two more years out of that battery if you kept your brightness down. Okay, I'll turn it down right now. Now I can't I see know, anything. Man. You gotta put it on sleep mode too. Oh, it is. It, Mine kicks on at sun, sunset and sunrise. Mine does too. I just don't like it super yellow because it like changes the way images look. I guess you are a video guy. I I guess that makes sense. I don't do too much on my laptop except watch YouTube and Netflix. And, it's a good good stuff to. I just oh, it's a good I'm not stuff like to do on it though. Trying to produce something, you know. I I don't edit much on my laptop. Laptops are bad for video editing, mm -hmm. as it would turn out. Uh, this the processing speed's not fast enough. But if I'm watching a movie or something, I feel weird watching it not, like, in the official, you know, the resolution or, or aspect ratio or whatever. Weird. It's like watching a movie in full screen. It just is wrong. Yeah. Like, full screen versus widescreen. Do you remember that when DVDs used to do that? Or, like, cut off the edges when you put it on. Right, because widescreen has the two black bars yeah. on the top and bottom. And full screen would, would basically stretch the image out so the bars weren't there, but would also cut off. The right. sides of the image. Which was your to make it fit. Widescreen. Widescreen is the way the image is supposed to look. Full screen was invented for babies who don't understand how pictures work. Why don't we just have wide TVs then? This is this is the debate, uh, and I, I I can't get into it right now. There was a whole thing because Zack Snyder just released his Justice League movie that he was trying to make for years and years or whatever, uh, and it was shot in, in four to three aspect ratio, which is a square aspect ratio, sort of. It's not because it's four to three, but it's close enough to a square. And people made a big stink, like, well, you know, he's just doing it to be edgy. Uh, 
you know, widescreen, which is 16 by nine. I can't, I can't get into aspect ratios on this podcast. I will go off. I got, I got drunk with some friends a couple months ago, a long time ago. Actually, it was more than a couple months, but my friend, she asked me like, what's the most obscure thing that you could tell me about film right now and just go on. I went off about pixel width on DVDs and I went off about aspect ratios. So I, I can't, I cannot get into this, but basically, uh, there's a tr- like the traditional aspect ratio is what a lot of TVs are built for. There's older aspect ratios that were seen as, as the golden ratio back in the day. There's newer aspect ratios. There's now an IMAX aspect ratio. There was CinemaScope. There's so many. So you couldn't make a TV that would fit one thing. So you, you go for the standard, which is the television broadcast aspect ratio, where it just kind of fills the screen. But it's shot in that way for TV. It, movies aren't shot in that way. Has this changed because of COVID? Now movies are going direct to consumer instead of... Yeah. Uh... Because like showing a, a movie in a theater, the widescreen, different aspect ratio, a very different setting than people are trying to watch it on their laptop or trying to watch it on their TV or whatever streaming thing. Uh, is that a problem? I mean, yes and no. It It's getting movies distributed. I mean, how many movies have been delayed and are finally coming out now? after a year or more, because the directors were like, I only movie theaters may screen my film. Uh, the new Fast and Furious yeah. was supposed to come out last year. There's a, a bunch of, of indie films supposed to come out this year, uh, or last year, last spring. Uh, there's a ton of them. The new James Bond almost killed movie theaters. I don't know if you were keeping up with that whole thing. Uh, the new, the newest James Bond movie, the 25th one, it was like a big deal, uh, was supposed mm-hmm. to come out last April. Um, and it was one of the first, if not the first, movie to be delayed because of COVID. Um, they delayed it to November of 2020. Uh, and then movie theaters obviously struggled through all of 2020. And when, when November was coming around, they're like, all right, we've lost so much money. We're all on the verge of bankruptcy. James Bond is going to save us. And then uh, MGM, because movie theaters still were closed and COVID was still really bad and still is really bad. But, you know, it's better now, sort of here in the U.S., nowhere else. Uh, but... MGM said, well, we can't release our movie now. It won't get the wide audience that it needs in movie theaters, and we won't make any money. And they delayed it again. I think it's coming out this fall. I've lost track. But when they delayed it last fall, uh, that caused Regal to basically say, we're done. AMC was almost done until uh, the Reddit GameStop people uh, saved yeah. it. Uh, and Regal's back now, apparently, <laughs> too. So that's But yeah, movie theaters basically were almost done after Bond canceled. But my point is, a lot of filmmakers are very like, my film must be seen in a movie theater, and also just producers are like, but I need the money from a theatrical release because you do get more. Um, but a bunch of films have come direct to video because, you know, at least people are seeing it. HBO, I don't know if you've heard about this. HBO is doing this thing all year, where a bunch of their movies release on HBO the same day they release in theaters. Mm. So you don't even have to. Uh, the new Godzilla did. Um, I can't think of any others right now off the top of my head. The new Wonder Woman, I think, was the first of that. But it's just very interesting the way directors and filmmakers... And I guess directors really don't have a say in it. Uh, some directors were sort of in uproar when HBO said they were doing that because it takes away from the theater experience. I agree with that. But I also understand, you know, up until very recently, I would, would never dream of setting foot in a movie theater. Uh, but now that I'm you know fully vaxxed, and a lot of people are fully vaxxed, I feel a little bit better about it. Uh, but a month ago, I would have said absolutely not. So yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't know, I don't know what to think of that. I mean, it's yeah, I'd go to a movie theater now, maybe. If are, are they are they still at half capacity? Do you think it's definitely? I don't know if it's half, but it's definitely limited. Um, yeah. And what I've been sort of doing the math on is, if you pick the films right, you can go to films where there's going to be smart people who are probably vaccinated. Uh, so my first film hmm. back in movie theaters. I've been planning this out. It's in the Heights. It's from the guy who did Hamilton. Uh, and it's this big musical, uh, just showy, fun, feel good movie. Uh, and I thought that's a great first movie back since 2019. Uh, but because it's a musical yeah. theater about Latin American people, there's not going to be any assholes in that. Probably not going to be assholes in the theater who don't believe in science and vaccines. It's going to be All right. musical All right. theater kids like me who, are vaccinated and are smart about it. That makes sense. I hear what you're saying. That's my thought on that. I wouldn't go see like Fast and Furious right now. Speaking of putting ourselves at risk for COVID, <laughs> I am going to go to an airport pretty soon. 
uh, for the first time since the pandemic. And the last time I went to an airport, uh, they were talking about this weird thing that was going on over in China. And uh, was this Peru? Yeah, I was just coming back. Oh, from Peru. shit. And said, so, oh, there's this weird thing going on over in China. People are getting sick. We don't really know what it's about. Uh, just be kind of careful. I'm like, okay. And like, you know, there's always some people wearing masks in a in an airport. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I didn't think it was a smart thing to do back then, but now I'm like, that's a really that's, smart yeah. thing to do. Actually, they were, they were no place germier than a other than a hospital. Airports are probably the grossest germiest place I can think of. And um, and so yeah, that uh, that was the last time I went in in january or actually in february right before right before uh, all this kind of started in march um so i'm kind of interested to go back to an airport and um of course wear a mask do all the right things and what you got to do but uh yeah so that'll be an interesting experience to to i I mean i'm fully vaccinated i feel pretty good about that but um yeah I'm, i'm interested to see what that's like again speaking of being fully vaccinated have you have you started going places maskless and just breathe in the fresh air again. I went out to dinner once with a friend that was. Also Did you wear your mask when you when you went in, or were you maskless completely the whole time? We, uh, I'm trying to think. I think we wore our masks as we like walked in, like got our hostess, sat down, and then like when we we're sitting at the table six feet from other tables, just the two of us, and we're both vaccinated, mm-hmm. we took our masks off. Yeah, that's what I've been doing too. I I don't want people to think I'm. Yeah. I saw a. a headline about amc theaters i'm trying to remember the exact wording something like fully vaccinated people and also liars can now uh go maskless to amc movie theaters and i don't want people to think i'm a liar or that i'm a republican or anything like that so i'm gonna keep wearing my mask indoors except when i'm eating that's my my take on it i also have to wear it for work the 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 y said all employees can take their mask off if they're vaccinated except for child care workers so that's the thing is i wonder like in my state, in Wisconsin, it's vaccinations open to everybody now. Um, but when I had it earlier than other people because of my work, I was concerned that people would just think I'm a jerk. Right. You know, why does this young kid not have a mask on when clearly it's only older people that can get vaccinated now? Uh, and they don't know what I do for work. And it's just like, I don't really feel like explaining that to everybody. So I, I wore a mask, you know, at the beginning when. It wasn't right. Regardless, you know, besides my job, it wasn't my turn yet to get vaccinated. Um, but now since everybody can get vaccinated, it, it feels a little less uh, weird for people to look at me weird when I don't have a mask on. Yeah, I definitely feel more comfortable with it. I still, like I said, I still like wear it inside places. I went to, to Target a few weeks ago right after the, the CDC announced their thing, which I think is a bad idea. We don't need to get into it. I think it's a bad idea to lift the mask mandate this early. Um but it was very strange and a little bit scary to walk around and see people without masks on. I didn't realize how accustomed I'd become to seeing just masked people, but seeing people's faces again really caught me off guard. Uh, yeah. And and I, I, not something I'm super comfy with still, but I definitely feel safer and, and, and less of a risk in general, which is a nice feeling. I just don't like mm-hmm. the... And, and it's this knee-jerk reaction that has come since the, I mean it's come for a while but since the pandemic just seeing someone without a mask and automatically assuming they're a bad person is such a a crappy way to like feel yeah and so I don't I don't like going out for for that reason is, is seeing is, is feeling that feeling mm-hmm. so I make sure people know I'm a good person by wearing my mask that's my that's how I live my life that's the Ethan McAtee way there you go uh I don't know man it's still really hot and sticky yeah it's gross I don't like it um I don't know if it's hot and sticky over there, but it is very hot and sticky, and it rained for like ten minutes today, so it's hot, sticky, and and sweaty. Well, I see your air conditioning unit above your shoulder over there, so it is turned off though. Oh, okay. Well, we're recording. I Great. <laughs> Fair enough. It is nice. I've been leaving it on when I go to work because I feel bad leaving Pippin in the hot, stuffy apartment. Um, mm. And it's also really nice to come back and have it be on come out from my 90 degree walk home and suddenly it's 65 degrees in here yeah it's amazing i don't have ac so Ooh. rub it in go yeah. ahead i'm sorry uh, I'm okay. a, when i went for my walk yesterday it was 80 degrees out at 8 p.m uh i left my apartment again nice temperature and it was like walking out into an oven uh i'm, I'm rubbing it in i'm sorry no it's all right man did you get hit with a, a weird cold front last weekend yes yeah we, we had, had some cold rain we come had, through 40, I think Memorial Day weekend was 40 degrees here. 
Uh, and on my walk home from work on a cold, rainy afternoon, I just trudged through a, a puddle. There was no sidewalk, so I had to stay in the shoulder. And the whole shoulder was filled with this deep puddle, and I couldn't go around it because there were cars. So I just trudged through this puddle. But I, I checked my email just as I was getting home, and there was an email from my apartment complex. And I said, hey, happy Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy the, the time off. We know it's going to be cold. We wanted to let you know. We turned all the boilers off in, in our units because it's, it's <laughs> the end of May. So there's no heat and there's not going to be heat. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's not too bad. No, it wasn't. It was, it was chilly. It, you know, it was bearable, but it was definitely colder than it had been. I, I bundled up in a blanket and made some hot cocoa and watched a movie with my cat and read a book. It was actually quite cozy. It felt kind of like a fall night. Uh, but it's just to go from that to this has been unpleasant. Yeah, I have to remind myself that it takes time to acclimate, just like it takes time to acclimate to the cold, mm -hmm. it takes time to acclimate to the heat as well, and that's something my body has to be used to. But you will, and you'll have more time than than I will. You're going to be out in it. going to be out, out in it, um, so that'll be interesting. Well, uh, it, it really, every summer it makes me contemplate just chopping off all my hair. Um, <laughs> I get that. I think at long last I'm going to have to cut this. Because I can't, yeah. I can't do it anymore. So I'm really just uh, thinking about it, but we'll see. I don't know, man. That's pretty much all I got. Let's hit up a shower thought. Oh, yes, absolutely. Turning your passion into your profession is kind of like setting your favorite song as your alarm. You're saying this to a guy who just published his first book, Isaac. I don't know, man. I... Wow. I, th I, I, don't, I don't agree. I don't agree. No? Because I think if, if it's something you're truly passionate about, even if it is what you do for a living, you're going to find fun in it. But if you if you hate your job, like you're going to be bummed out every day. So there is a difference. Hmm. I haven't worked in my passion I, long enough to have it be as regular as an alarm clock, though, so maybe this is idealism speaking. I don't know. It doesn't matter how old you get. Buying snacks for a road trip always feel like you're an unsupervised eight-year-old who has been given money. Yeah. Well, I have a funny story just quickly to, to piggyback on that, that shower thought. Uh, I had a friend who was an RA last year, and we wanted to just watch a bunch of movies one night, movies that I'd made because I like to show people my movies. And she suggested that we submit, because she was my RA, we submit this plan of watching my movies to her bosses as a floor plan uh, and say it's like watching student artwork. Uh, ask them to fund it and then we go buy snacks with this money that they gave us but it's just a private floor Classic. and we did it and, and it was amazing we bought like 30 bucks worth of snacks and it felt exactly like that just sort of like mom and dad sent you into the, the rest stop get the Doritos <laughs> get the Gatorade go 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 good deal one more thing this is the this is the uh, this is the one to end on this one is really good that moment between birth and death is so awkward <laughs> <laughs> oh no I like that one that's all I got alright should we do the housekeeping real quick uh, you don't have to make the joke if you, if you can't think of a new iteration uh, I, I should have been more prepared for this you always toss this on to me I should really uh, well just because I feel I, I did it for, for 40 some episodes I just think, think someone else <laughs> should do it I edit this shit Isaac pull your weight damn it I don't know why it comes to me as a surprise every single time um that's the that's the funny bit to me. Uh, we're at uh, Facebook at no condiments at ketchupboys.com. Boys with an eye, two eyes. Ketchup boys. Um, <laughs> find us on Twitter at Shower Thoughts on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> smash that like button. I don't know. I, I really genuinely forget every week. You can follow us on Twitter at KetchupCast. Ketchup is spelled like the the condiment. I almost say vegetable every time. I don't mean to. It's not a goof. I just can't speak. Uh, KetchupCast. Botanically speaking, there's no such thing as a vegetable. So I would be wrong both times if I said it was like the vegetable. Uh, KetchupCast spelled like the condiment uh, with a K. Not, we're not KetchupCast. Get that bullshit out of here. Uh <laughs> No one has ever printed a bottle of ketchup and spelled it catsup. This is a lie that textbook <laughs> companies have propagated. I refuse to believe it. Uh, you can send us emails or shower thoughts or tell us about your hats that are sweaty and gross. 
uh, <laughs> or tell us your thoughts on Jeff Bezos and, and how you would get to space at nocondiments at gmail.com. Uh, mm-hmm. You can buy my book at the link in the description. I don't know. Read it, review it if you want. You there know, you go. You don't have to. Uh, and if you see Isaac in a boat, wave. Yeah. Say hi. I'm in a boat. It's cool. It's cool. All right. Thanks for listening. I have no idea what episode number this is. I think 46. <laughs> sure. Sure. Bye, listeners.